Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Hello and welcome to Been There Done That on Joy 94.9. It's great to be back on the airwaves again. It seems to come around ever so regularly. It's Chris being very grateful to be here. And Gordon being grateful as well. Oh, do I have, I'm Phil, do I have to be grateful? <laughs> Not, <laughs> Not necessarily. I can be satisfied. You can be satisfied, All yes. Right <laughs> but, it's, but, but it's been a whole damn week, and where did that week go? Oh, but what a week it's been. What a week indeed. Yes, Look, in- thanks for listening to us. Yeah, we're going to wrap it on a little bit about all sorts of things that happened late last week, because it was momentous. Momentous. I know oh. you don't say the word like that, but it was. Who would have said a word like that? I don't know, but I was at Parliament Station wondering what all the fuss was about. Oh, were you? They oh. said it was Parliament, and I went up there, and there's nothing, <laughs> nothing going happening. on. Oh, right. But that was the interesting thing, that it was all happening. We're talking about, of course, the uh, same-sex marriage wrap-up. It was all happening in Canberra's Parliament House, mm. and the gallery was there, and the politicians were there. Most of them who had to vote or wanted to vote or wanted to have their tuppence worth. Most of the people sitting in the gallery had been there since nine o'clock in the morning. They had sat there all day. They did not move. Do and they, that was. Do it. they get all day tickets? Well, I don't know, but they they must have done something because I know Ian Thorpe said he'd been there since nine o'clock, and so had Magda and some of the, some of the others that were sitting there. They'd been there since first thing in the morning. They should have done that, done their homework as to how Parliament works. Yes, <laughs> yeah, but then you probably wouldn't have been able to get a seat. But they were. They said that they had to put up with a lot of the dreary bits, but they said at the end it was worthwhile. There was no respect given for the six o'clock TV news services, were they? Well, they it, did sort it of rolled uh, over yeah. the six o'clock <laughs> point. Oh my yes. goodness! Well, I, I was watching the um, the drum on the ABC, and then all of a sudden they switched to the floor of the house, and then came back to the drum later. It was it was it was a very interesting afternoon. Although I don't know about you, but when I, when it happened, I was sort of. I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel elation. I didn't. I, the only thing I thought was, yeah, well, if this, this had happened a few years ago, there's a lot of people that could have been married mm. before they passed on or something or other who had been together for years and years and years. Yes, well, will having never know seen it. a lot of the advances uh, to our own equality in previous decades, for me, it was, uh, yes, it's over the line, it's in, it's done. Now, what's the next one? Yeah, of course, yeah, that's that's right. But you don't, we don't have to now sort of fight for that one because it's over, you know, which we've been fighting for years. Well, for, the, for the politicians had any spine, of course, yeah. And suddenly they all ran up the flag and said, oh, look what we've done. My thoughts was when I was sitting there, I was thinking, yeah, well, I'm now 81 and I've been out since I was six, so that's 75 years. Well, I knew what I was, so that's 75 years, and I've been waiting for this for a whole lifetime. Wow. See, I'm different. I just assumed when I was younger that it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, well, I did too. There was no thought that it was a possibility. Yeah, well, I did too, because I was six when I realised I was different and I would never be able to get married. Well, I knew that I looked at posters on 
people's bedroom walls for different reasons than the posters were up there. Yeah. Like if they had male tennis players or something, I was like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> I got my jollies from going to the movies and watching the gorgeous men, not the, not the leading ladies. <laughs> but we had simple tastes. Oh, yes, very simple. But then, of course, we're simple people, aren't we? It's been interesting that we've witnessed how Parliament works, but we've also had the involvement of a lot more people than would have generally been engaged for political action. Yeah, it was because they they had to have that some they had to do it because Tony Abbott was sort of trying to do, fight a rearguard action about getting the the thing into the Parliament. He wanted that plebiscite, and the plebiscite was voted down by the the um, opposition and the Greens because they said that, that was a waste of money. And so that the final thing was Peter Dutton saying, "Well, let's have a postal vote." So they all agreed on a postal vote, which to me was a waste of bloody money anyhow because they it came up. 61 for 38 and a bit or something or other and that's what the polls have been telling them for years 10 years ago it was 60 to 40 and that that wasted that 10 years well as far as i'm concerned yes it was a waste of 10 years and but the parliament is not there to read the tea leaves or to read polls in newspapers which might or might not be particularly well uh, balanced or, or based on good facts, yep. uh, at least here we had so 80% of the population who was entitled to vote casted mm. an opinion, yeah. whereas on the newspapers you're likely to get an opinion based on 2,000 people. They, well, they, they, they extrapolate that out into what the people have said yeah, into a but thing, you could but always, there's always you, a percentage of, of, they mark it as a percentage of error. If you went to Northcote, you'd get a particularly different thing than if you went to Frankston. Oh, yeah, yeah, more than likely. But the No campaign did themselves a great disservice by not actually discussing marriage. That's exactly right. Or equality. They brought in these things from left field about safe schools and boys wearing dresses, trying to create a fear campaign that didn't exist. The the best part about this now is that it's going to be so wonderful for younger people growing up now. They are equal. They don't have to worry about anything now because they, if they grow up and they get into meet somebody when they're in their 20s and they want to get married, they can. Another result of all this exposure is much the way they say on the X-Files, the truth is out there. We've showed the world who we are. We're not green-eyed monsters. We're normal human beings. But it took so long to do it because yeah. the Australian Parliament wouldn't do what they were supposed to do and pass the legislation. Oh, well, you had certain in there that's that the were thing. acting like Daleks. Yes, exterminate, exterminate. We'll talk about them later. All right. <laughs> the Daleks, not the politicians. Yeah, yeah well, there's a thing. Some of them are like Daleks. And to me, I thought the worst thing of the lot was that Mr Abbott didn't bother to even go into the Parliament and sit on the benches where they, if you're abstaining, there are seats where you sit to abstain. He didn't even go and sit in the seats where they were abstaining. He didn't come into the parliament. We, we have to thank little Johnny Howard for oh. messing up the Marriage Act in the first place. <laughs> yes, in about five minutes. Mm. Yes, yeah. He snuck that through. Well, I think it's interesting, though, that we've had a generational change. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's, it's not the old fogies that have been the majority. It's the current generation and their parents. And the current generation, the school kids, the millennials, they're standing on our shoulders, admittedly, but they have had 
a very great impression upon their parents and the rest of the population. But they've also they're also the people that would say we know gay people and they are lovely people. We're not to worry about them. You they've know? got gay role models, whereas yes. we didn't. Yes, well, they've got singers that are, that are out the entertainment industry. That are people that are out. They have uh, out gay people. They have intersex people. They have lesbian. Uh, and we, we're, we're and there. It's and, proved and not to be a big deal. It's, uh, it's not we're a big deal. We're just people. We're just people. The fact that we happen to love people of the same sex makes us better people. Makes us better people. <laughs> 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 no, but it's going to take a little while, I think, before it finally sets in. It'll probably be taken almost a generation before people learn. Um, to change their way of thinking about the, the, the our community. Well, you know? I think the 60% can only increase in number. Well, you would if hope you so. If you kept taking polls every mm. five years, you'd find out that that particular thing was now going to increase 60, 70, 75%. And uh, the churches will come around eventually. I just hope that the florists and the bakers have got enough flour and flowers to, to do everything <laughs> on the 9th of January because everybody's aiming for the 9th of January or just beyond. So, the, it, the, you know, in America... I think the same-sex marriage industry is something worth about $50 billion. Yeah. So we are going to have some of that here in our businesses, which is going to be great. Well, I do know that Joy has got a few sponsors tucked up, uh, ready to uh, go for celebrants. Yeah. And in fact, one of our news of our, readers, who is a celebrant, celebrant yes. was in the weekend newspapers reminding us that the yeah. up until now, the marriage pr- uh, ceremony meant that he had to actually say a marriage is between a man and a woman to the exclusion of all others. And he said he used to gag on it. He could yeah. hardly ever say it. And the, 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 and the first one he did when it had passed, he said he started to cry yeah. because he didn't have to say it. And the bride and the groom, they had to go to him and comfort him. And everybody in the church or wherever it was were crying as well because they knew what it meant. It means so much to so Words many people. Words can mean a lot. In the right place, they can mean... Wonderful yep. things as That's well. Right. Yeah, but so there we go. You're with Phil, Gordon, and Chris. Been there, done that. We've got a little song that's been playing a few times already on Joy. Love is love. What's the background, please? Gordon? It was written actually. It's sung by Alfie Arcuri, and he's a, a winner of one of the singing competitions. And he wrote this song especially for the same-sex marriage debate. It's quite good. We've played it quite frequently here on Joy during the daytime, so it's just nice to play it at night time. I think. All right then. Yeah. And it's our message. Love is love. You're on joy. We are a sea of colors Lighting up the sky on your darkest night We are a sea of lovers With hopeful eyes that shine so bright Pushing out against the tide A sea of change, a love will reign Stand strong with open hearts You got nothing to hide, just keep your pride Let's go back to the start, to our innocent hearts Take me back to the start, to our innocent hearts Innocent hearts
find out more about Joy 94.9, check out joy.org.au. You're with Chris, Phil and Gordon. Been there, done that. Joy 94.9. Thanks very much for being with us today. I was nearly going to say this evening, but we have the rebroadcast at five o'clock on Wednesday morning. So we do nights and days. And we night podcast. Day, you are the one. Hey? I didn't hit the play button, did you? <laughs> <laughs> we podcast, so you can listen to us anytime you want. That's exactly right. Just go to the Joy homepage, check on the podcast logo, and then look for us. And you can go to us. iTunes or yeah, play with your iTunes. smart TV. Yeah, yeah, we're everywhere, and we go all around the world because people listen overseas at that hour of the morning because it's early morning for them. It can night be time. very useful for them to have some live radio. And, and I'd like to say thank you to Warwick, who uh, sent in a lovely little emails thanking us for our considerations and our comments and, uh, and agreeing with us. It was. Thank you very much for your feedback, Warwick. And he probably wrote to been there at joy.org.au. I'm sure that he on did. On his email machine. Oh, and the email. Oh. No, they used to be washing machines, weren't they, and fridges. Yeah. And and uh, all sorts of machines, but these, this is an email machine. Mm. Yes, not turned, the brand email. No, no, they turned into Westinghouse and Whirlpool. Yes. <laughs> and my little doggy, Eddie, uses P-mail. Does he? You sniff to see who's left a P-mail message, and then you pee and leave your own message. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> this is your fur baby, obviously. That's right, my little doggy boy. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's terrific. How old is he? 13. <gasps> Getting along there, isn't he? He's getting a bit wobbly. Mm, mm. But he's fine. He's having fun. Tail's still wagging. Oh, that's good. Still hates other dogs. He's still pleased to see you when you get home. Talk about birthdays. We've got some birthdays in our community. What? Do gay people have birthdays? Well, I believe they do. I yeah. only have one a year. Do you? It's a bit of a jip. Yeah. You should have half birthdays. Have, like have a half a day here and a half a day there? No, just halfway through the year, have another birthday. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to count the whole year. You can say, you know, I'm 17 and a half. Okay. See, when you're under 10, yes. the half years are really important. Yes. Because you'll ask a kid, how old are you? Six and a half. That's ask right. someone who's just turned 30, yeah. they'll say, well, I'm just over 29. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to say the word. They don't want to say 30. <laughs> God, what do they do when they get to me? Oh, yeah, I don't worry. Well, you stop caring somewhere stop along caring the line. caring somewhere along the line. You just take every day as it comes. When I turned 30, my partner's friends threw a wake. <laughs> <laughs> to, to sort of make me feel better about being so old, they weren't that far behind me. I might no, add. no, they never are. But it's just, it's just the way. I, birthdays have never really worried me. It's, it's the same as uh, I don't get excited about Christmas or birthdays or anything like that. I'm not a very Christmassy person. Never have been. Even as a child, I was never a Christmassy person. I came from the generation where perhaps I think we might have been on the poor end of the scale, and we didn't really have many candles on the ordinary cake that were for our birthdays Mm. we had two presents or three presents max one from my mum one from my dad one from my sister uh, and that was about it Mm. for the family of four we just uh, that was it yeah well our our christmases were always second rate because we could never afford the snow and the snow gear and the snowmen and all that sort of stuff that you got on your christmas and you didn't have a big chimney for santa to come down oh we did but we had an oil heater Oh, right. Down the bottom of it. a heck of a mess. <laughs> well, someone who had an early Christmas, because he celebrated his birthday on the 13th of December, because he was born in, thir- in 1982, is Anthony Cosmo Calia. Yes, he's a, he's a very popular person, and he's going to be very, very popular again at this time of the year, because I, he normally appears on the um, Carols by Candlelight show, doesn't he? He's a very popular yeah. um, singer on that, he and his partner. Yeah.
Ten years ago, he was outed, wasn't he, Phil? He was outed, yes. By a Sydney traffic reporter, I'm told, which raises questions I won't ask here. What did they see on the helicopter? helicopter? No, but but surely, I mean, if he was born in 1982, that makes him, at the moment, what, 35? 35. Mm. So 10 years ago, he's 25. I wonder if he had a bit of a reputation at the beginning of his singing career, Phil. There were rumours. Rumours what? Uh, maybe having a boyfriend, maybe being gay. Oh. And they, I remember sitting on a train once and there was a bunch of schoolgirls talking about him and they said, oh, yeah, he's gay. Wrote him off. It was, it was no big deal, but it was just, oh, he's gay. Oh, right. So they weren't on, he wasn't on their list of uh, a husband-to-be. No, but it's, it wasn't stated as a problem either. No, that's... See, Anthony didn't come out when he was on Australian Idol... No. Um, I guess the, on a voting show, you'd, you'd be a bit scared to do that. I would say that that was probably just a statement of fact from those girls. Yeah. Just a statement of fact, and that was it. You know, yeah. no, no, there was no um, malice in it or anything like that. It was just a statement of fact that they said he was gay, and that was it. Let, let, mm. Just yeah. left it at that. But he, he, I think himself said he came to terms with who he was and had some, some help. But I guess if you're in the public eye and you feel comfortable at some stage, it's okay to come out. Yes, yes. I think there's a lot of people in the swimming community that would have been really frustrated with some of the swimmers who hadn't mm. come out. Yeah. Mm. But it's a very personal thing. The fear is internal. Anthony is of Italian descent, but his parents probably brought with them a lot of their old world attitudes. But they've obviously coped with Anthony being gay. Well, I think most parents, most parents do, you know, uh, it takes them a little while to sort of come around to the fact that they're never going to be grandparents, perhaps, or something like that. But it's just one of those things that could be a little while for the parents to sort of get used to the fact that he's our son anyhow, or our daughter. And we accept them for that. Well, that's you know. what we would hope every parent yeah. still manages to conceive. Yes, there's currently a sitcom on one of the free-to-air channels called The Real McCoys. All right. And the, I think he's the, the main character. He's 16 and he's gay. And he's come out and his mum is a Bible basher. Oh, dear. And sh- they were celebrating the other night St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, somehow we've got to get Jesus into this because Jesus is part of all their other parades and things. And the, the camera zooms back next to the gay boy. I don't remember his name. And there's Jesus sitting next to him and says, I was hoping for a day off. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not a very high quality show, but it's, its main character is gay, which makes it interesting. As I say, we're here, we're there, we're everywhere, so get used to it. But we don't have to worry about it now because we are gay and we are equal in well, every we're, we're still, As Homer says, we'll still have the moustache day parades. So yeah. like gay pride and such things. Yeah, but it, um, it's, Hopefully um, just get bigger and bigger. Yeah. Also, with Anthony Kalia's birthday, we've got um, another very famous Australian, Dr. Karen Phelps. Now, Dr. Karen Phelps... She was there in the Parliament House. I saw her in the, on the telly. Born on the 14th of December, 1957. So she's got a few years she's under 60 her belt now. now. Mm. Yes. Mm. Uh, I was but, just about to say we don't discuss the age of a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? I don't like it. Oh, well, all right. Well, in that case, I won't discuss my age. Oh. Fair enough. Yeah. Very good there. Uh, she was the first woman and the first LGBT person to be elected president of the Australian Medical Association, the mm-hmm. AMA. Yes. And 
in 2003, she was awarded the Centenary Medal for Services to Health and Medicine. And 2011, uh, she did the she got the Order of Australia. Yep, yep. And she has really been out there as a known person of our Gay community woman, yep. and achieved great heights. But she's also had her partner for many years and she's got children and she's just... Can we also point out, I'm not sure if it's true irony, but being the president of the AMA, mm-hmm. which at some point would have supported the fact that being gay was a mental illness. Yeah, well, in the old days it so was, So how's that course. for a turnaround? Yeah, it's a turnaround, but she... I think Karen, at the moment, is also a city councillor, uh, a Sydney city councillor. I think she just had a bit of a, a dust-up with Clover Moore. Did I she? Think <laughs> two strong women, and mm-hmm. I think there was a slight disagreement there. Oh, right, yes. Karen is out on her own as a standalone she politician. Was, she might well still be part of City yeah, Council. She was on the drum drum one night, and boy, does she speak sense. Oh, very sensible woman. But I don't think she's the type that would be content sitting at home knitting. No, no. I have a feeling she's got agendas to, to yeah, cover. Yeah, well, the, a lot of the women do have, which is really great, because I'm, in my opinion, we should have a lot more women in Parliament. It would be a much better place to work in, I would think. Well, you're going to have to change government for that, aren't you? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of the boys' club we've got at the club. moment. Yeah, yes. Well, anyhow. Oh, it's time for a little piece of music. Oh, what are we playing? Oh, well, let's let's have a bit of Madonna because she wants to tell us about being a virgin. <sighs> God, there's nobody like that in this room. <laughs> <laughs> We're sponsored by the airline. You're on Joy 94.9. Been there, done that. Being touched for the very first time. Joycasts and show blogs, go to joy.org.au. You're with Gordon, Phil, and Chris. Been there, done that on Joy 94.9. It Golly smells gosh. nice in here now. We've just had our socks <laughs> We just changed. had our socks changed. The microphone socks, that is. <laughs> and they have had eucalyptus on them. Radio is a very strange industry yes. when they change your socks in the middle of a show. <laughs> <laughs> what about those politicians and their rainbow socks? Well, oh. yes. but then Opportunistic. I was going to say, how many times are those socks going to get worn mm-hmm. after... The well, they'll probably be hung up year. as mementos or put into a museum or well, something. Well, they certainly <laughs> right. won't be put out for Father Xmas, will it? No, they certainly won't. No, but anyhow. Someone who's had a birthday at around about this time on the 16th of December 1917 was born Arthur C. Clarke, a UK novelist, although he... Scientific writer. He was mm. a futurist. He wasn't a scientist, but he wrote a script that was turned into a very interesting film. Mm-hmm. We're talking about 2001, A Space Odyssey. Odyssey. 
why was that film particularly interesting as a futuristic film? In hindsight, <gasps> it's interesting because so much of what he wrote well i was, didn't want to say predicted yes. but yeah he mentioned he, things like computer tablets video phones in the movie they showed a pan am spacecraft which unfortunately pan am didn't last that long that, he's just he it was a visionary he, what he could see being the future but do you think when he was writing these things that he had access to scientific knowledge from someone else perhaps oh he you had know, a lot of his own scientific knowledge he uh, propose the use of geosynchronous satellites to transmit radio and television. All oh, right. So, so please Basically, explain. Uh, well, I, I've lost the note, but he called them rocket, yeah, rocket stations, right. where a thing that went up on a rocket could stay up there. And it what we would call these days a transponder, it receives and retransmits hmm. radio signal to the other side of the world. Yep. But it would hover without actually exerting any power. Well, you see, it would orbit. It would orbit with the world. You can stick it in a place where it'll just stay. It's actually moving at 17,500 miles an hour, but you can't feel it. No. It's like being on the bullet train. But yeah. it, it won't sink back to Earth and it won't fly off to the moon or Eventually the sun it'll or come anywhere. back to Earth. They, we do have things like Skylabs and things that do fall on us occasionally. Yeah. But most, most burn up in the atmosphere. yeah. yeah. But there, uh, but he, but his his visionary aspect was so unusual to be able to sort of see this sort of happening. And I guess in the artistic world, you can think those things because you don't have to worry about the practicality. Exactly. Like the the book two thousand and one also introduced the force or the the thought of the being a force beyond beyond man the, and historically so. So with the mm. start of the film, they show the apes finding one of these black monoliths. Yeah. Then they find one on the moon and they trace the signal to Jupiter and oh, yes, by the yeah. end of the film it gets rather confusing. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's quite amazing. These sort of things can be brought well, into being. But two of the greatest minds in the entertainment universe of our time would be Arthur C. Clarke and Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick was a very unusual filmmaker and he built if you look at the film 2001 you'll see them on the spaceship or on the space station with gravity boots yeah. to keep them walking and walking upside down walking on the ceiling mm. and they just built huge sets with stationary cameras and they turned the whole set around <laughs> so the the hostess on this spaceship was actually walking vertically everything around her was being turned to simulate weightlessness mm. now that takes a really special brain to come up with that solution but would that have been him or would that have been his designers that would have done that oh kubrick really gets his hands dirty in a film Does which is he? why he didn't make too many films. yeah and no. the last one he made wasn't too good what was that with, um eyes wide shut. shut yes but he made clockwork orange i think didn't he didn't yes he which yeah. is I thought that was one of the best films I've seen for years. Well, I didn't get to see it. Cause unbelievable. It, I was too young when it came out, mm. and I got mm. to see it in my later years. And mm. I, okay, there was some violence, oh, yeah. but it was comical violence yeah. almost. So I wondered what all of us was about. <laughs> yeah, well, you see, when things come out that are brand new like that was, it would have been hard to do. Well, see, it was designed to shock. But, We've mm. got Arthur C. Clarke on our list because he's gay. Gay, yeah. Well, now... We shouldn't presume that everybody knows that little yeah, but fact, he, but it just shows that the, the breadth of the, of, of the population on the world seems to encompass 
gays in so many little corners they, or the other way around where as you say we're like rotary we're, we're everywhere bigger than rotary yeah uh, but um arthur c clark of course lived most of his life in uh, sri lanka because he, he had a, a sri lankan friend who we lived with in sri lanka and they i think are buried side by together. side yeah mm, they get buried together in sri lanka mm. and that is a pretty amazing statement as well i think their association was 25 or 35 years long Sorry, you were going to say... I was about to say that Doctor Who started this week in way back when. And I'd like to apologise. Back in 1963, on the 23rd (laughs) of the 11th in 1963, the TV series Doctor Who first aired on BBC TV. And I think it was probably going to be one of those 13-episode wonders. It was going to be. And then it it kept coming back and back and back. We got it very late after it had started in Britain, apparently, because in those days you didn't have GPS or they couldn't send the signals and dial like they do these days. And I don't know how they would have recorded it except on film Probably in 63. Yeah, but the now, Arkham- Philip, you are a Hoovian? Not. What? <laughs> Not a Hoovian. I think it's the silliest thing ever <laughs> recorded. Oh, really? oh, I enjoy I it. I just don't get it. I, oh, I, so good, and you're the Hoovian. I, I'm the Hoovian. I just love it because it was so, so impossible to be, you know, with, with what happens in there, things and the Daleks and the, the man that invented the Dalek, he just had a vision of these people sort of thing, and, he, and it was all made out of kitchen parts you know the, the the front of the dalek was a was a, a, a colander no 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 it was a it was one of those drain cleaners you know those suction drain cleaners yeah. stuck on the front with the nose and that was sort of that was the the thing that was that and it <laughs> sounds was, like it, yes. the, the, the kransky system yes. got yeah. let loose <laughs> but that was but when they first started that was all that they those props were they were just sort of bits and pieces that they picked up in the studio Shade. and made as a preteen, I would watch Lost in Space with the Robinson family oh, and, yes. and the robot and the can Jetsons? accept that as quality television science fiction. Mm. Then I saw an episode of Doctor Who, and even as a six-year-old, I questioned the production values <laughs> of it. So it just had no attraction for but me it, at all. Now, but now, how have they managed to keep the cast going? Well, they've, the, the original they've, cast was 1963, and yeah, here we are. But what, they've had about 54 15, years later. Yeah, but they've had about 15 Doctor Who's because they keep regenerating. You see, he's a he's a he's a time lord who can. Uh, when he passes away, he comes comes back as a somebody else. Oh, so this person. is a Buddhist concept. Yes, yes. So, oh, so he's um, a Buddhist. Yeah. I didn't know religion. So they've had some. It. They've had some great Doctor Who's. It's not a Buddhist concept. It's a casting casting problem. <laughs> yes, problem. Yes. This guy doesn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. I would like to point out there has only ever been one James Tiberius Kirk on the Enterprise. <laughs> That's real science fiction. Yes, but <laughs> some of the interesting characters that they've brought in, they brought in a. A character called Captain Jack in yeah. one series. Captain Jack was played by John Barrowman, who is a gay man himself, and he yeah. played J- Captain Jack as a gay guy in the thing. And he was another ty- sort of time lordy thing. He Ooh. could sort of come back and he couldn't be killed and all the rest of it. And he finished up, um, Captain Jack finished up getting his own series called Torchwood. And in that series, Captain Jack had a Welsh partner, boyfriend, yes. Oh. And they had a real big snogging scene one stage and, you know, it was, uh, yeah, so, but... Uh, so this is how, in those particular years, 15 years ago or whenever it was, hmm. uh, that the, our community was portrayed. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, and, of course, John Barrowman's coming out here for Midsummer, appearing at the uh, Hamer Hall. 
All right. On the 16th of January, I've got my tickets, front row of the dress circle, right in the middle, so nobody can spoil my view. He's pearls. Yes. I've, 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 <laughs> he, he's a great singer. He's a great entertainer, actually. So, so John Barrowman. Yep. So going off to see him. But he was, he was an integral part of one of the series of, uh, of Doctor Who, and then they spun him off into Torchwood, which is an anagram of Doctor Who. Torchwood is an anagram of Doctor Who. See, that is too much information. I was going to say, (laughs) trivia when you don't want it. (laughs) I told you I was a Whovian. (laughs) And they used to have a a show called The Whovian on ABC on the Sunday straight after the Doctor Who with... um, Oh, no. uh, Oh, gosh, I can't... Rove McManus. Rove McManus, that's him. Rove McManus used to conduct this Whovians. And it was... Just to show... Some people have great respect for watching horrible television. <laughs> but it's, it's escapism. It's nothing to do I with... I escaped from it very early on. <laughs> and, and what are some of the catchphrases that non-Hoovians would perhaps understand? I, I don't think they had uh, 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 oh, the Daleks. Well, the Daleks. Daleks. Exterminate, exterminate. It's not exactly beam me up, Scotty, is it? <laughs> well, no, no. But, but also, what is this thing with the police box? Oh, the phone box, yes. The police, because the police boxes were quite common around, the police box phones were quite common around Britain at the time. They felt that that would be one of the things that nobody would go into if they didn't have to, so they could make it so that the police That's box the could... That's the portal. Yeah, the portal could land anywhere, and people would just say, oh, it's the police box, don't worry about it. Do they still have police boxes around London now? I don't think so. Yeah. so they have CCTV, which you can't escape. You can't walk in. around the corner. <laughs> you cannot escape CCTV <laughs> in London, I can tell you. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. They're so like you walk people. around one corner and you'll find a portal and you'll just go poof. Yeah, oh, well, I've maybe the poof for years, so what does it matter? <laughs> I went poof ages ago. <laughs> oh, golly gosh, enough of this hilarity frivolity. and frivolity. We've got Sigala singing about only one. Well, we hope. There's more than one. Well, I'm sure there is two. I was told I'm one. Sure there is two. There might be three. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You're on Joy 94.9. Been there, done that. Gordon, Phil and Chris. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ Community Radio Station, Joy 94.9. You're with Phil, Chris and Gordon. Been there, done that, Joy 94.9. Thanks for being with us. And can I just say a big cheerio to Nina and Cupcake? Oh, right. Yes, because Nina Nina's one of our regular listeners, so we'd just like to say hello, Nina. Hello, Cupcake. Woof, woof. <laughs> and speaking of dogs, hmm? somebody used to have... A canine ship. Oh, 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 oh. The Charles Beagle. Darwin, the, we sailed in the Beagle. The Beagle. That was a Charles Darwin. Yes. After whom Darwin is named. Oddly enough. Oddly enough, because <laughs> he called in there. So that's why they called it Darwin. Oh. Yeah, but well, when used did to be he called call Bill and Frank. In about 1890 something it was, I think it was. When he oh, was, so he'd already. He was on his way home from being out in the Galapagos and all that sort of place, yeah. So, but he was a very clever man uh, who did the origin of the species. Well, he, uh, hello, hello. The concept of evolution was fairly well established, but they hadn't actually defined a path how it had come along. Yeah. 
but the church would have been very powerfully against such thoughts. Well, of, of course, when he wrote his book, he was very, very um, aware of that, and he, he was almost not going to publish it because he, he, of the church's concerns. Right. He might have been a witch. Well, burned at the stake, yeah, but no, no, it was beyond those days. Uh, but he, he put into print something that had been thought by a lot of the scientific communities at mm. that time. But he, he, he had a, a buddy, a one talk, who was pounding out in the same story, and that was Alfred Russell Wallace. And him and Charles Darwin pulled all their knowledge, and Darwin got the, the kudos. Got the credit for it, yeah. yeah. But, but Wallace had a line named after him. Well, he did. <laughs> what, uh, a shipping line? No, no. The Wallace no. line. The Wallace line. Alfred Wallace was rather interested in botany, and when he was doing his separate trips around the world, he noticed that there was a distinct uh, difference between the biogeography between a couple of islands in the, the Indonesian group. He did some studies and worked out that the eucalyptus trees that were on Lombok hadn't snuck across the waterways to the, to the adjacent other. island of, mm. of Bali. Mm. And there was other f- forms of nature that seemed to be divided at this particular point. Mm. And he checked up into the uh, Philippines and things like this as well to see if it was a uh, rather pronounced division, and it was. And his line on the map was now considered to be the Wallace line or Wallace's line and it's now been shown because we've got plate tectonics sorted out that his line was where the Gondwana plate on which Australia now sits Mm. and is moving up towards Asia Mm. uh, bumped into Asia. You just destroyed my next question. Oh. I was going to ask about plate tectonics and how they came into his reasoning because they wouldn't have known about they wouldn't that have known in his about day. That. Can I point out that both of these men made these scientific observations by actually looking at what's actually in front of them. That's right. Instead of reading some 2,000-year-old fiction. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, what, what controversial. Controversial, <laughs> yes, yes. But anyhow. But it's a, it's a, it was quite amazing the way these people in those days were able to do this and of course all science has progressed through the generations because of people like darwin and wallace who were interested in what was going on around them and they would look and they would work things out but you know they never, what was happening one step at a time mm. and it might have been uh, in the wrong direction but of all the people who were taking steps in different directions there would be eventually progress along a specific line and you're listening to being there done that on joy 94.9 we started off talking about equality. In the recent press, there's been all this sexual harassment. These from gentlemen a, from a, previous from a times. generation ago, and now the people there are getting a voice. And, and there's lots of or dirty linen being aired. Yeah, but there's, there's also, I think, there's some people would also being blamed for something that possibly never happened, but people get a that's, bit excited. That's scandalous. Yeah, I know. But, it's, it's, but you can understand, I can understand how the women have got a, uh, have had the courage to come forward these days and say these things because our society is actually changing to what it was and there was well, I think who who was it Philip that sat up, sat up and said but that was 40 years ago and that's what we did and Dustin Hoffman was, tried Dustin to Hoffman, justify it he wasn't saying that's necessarily what we did mm. he was just saying it was another era, another era as an excuse but it's not an excuse you don't you don't harass people and you don't do those sort of things you know but when we were being brought up we had i had a, a wonderful mother and a wonderful sister and it was that you would not have thought of doing anything we, that would be against women yeah well you, you didn't know. have to be 
religious to have moral standards mm, also. Mm, mm. But it's just... It, it, it but just, the power it, corrupts. One thing I have never done, I've never whistled at a woman. People on well, buildings, there's a couple of reasons for that. But the couple of reasons for that. Well, I'm gay, yeah, but I might have <laughs> whistled to a good-looking bloke, but I didn't even bother to do that. But, you know, you go past... A, a woman would walk past a building site and there'd be all these wolf whistles and cat calls and all this sort of thing that used to happen. Um, I don't know whether it happens today or not, but it probably still does. It probably do, still does. If a well, I walk beautiful... past building sites every day and nobody whistles at me. Oh, dear, oh, dear, darling. They yeah. pat my dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, it, you know, there's all these things happen, and women and in in high office places where they, they have to succumb to all this rubbish that these men put on them, it's just, I think it's terrible, awful. And the... Uh, yeah, we just need to change the attitude of men. Hmm. They're not superior. No. Their position shouldn't count for anything no. of their moral actions. No. And I say pay women the same amount of money that they're paying men for doing the same sort of job. That's another thing that the women are always behind the eight ball for. You know, you, you get a woman that does, does exactly the same job as the bloke sitting next to her, but she's getting less pay, which to me is wrong. Now, those countries in the world that have got advances in child care and raising mm. uh, actually allow the fathers to Time be off. the mm. user of the maternity leave. Well, they have that here. Yeah, but they... Do they? Yes. Yeah, men, men have can, can have maternity leave, yeah. Can they have the full period, full time? Well, I'm not sure how long, no, but they no. but they do get they do can they do take maternity but leave. The, yeah. the concept of the stay-at-home dad is becoming quite acceptable. Yes, yes, that's true. Whereas it would have been it, it was almost a joke mm, mm. when I was growing up. So mm, oh, the mm. dad's at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what's wrong with but him? But it still doesn't still doesn't uh, um, excuse men from doing what they've been all the sexual harassment that they've been pouring onto women. Mm. Not right. Never, never has been, never should be. I would like to say hello to Harvey, see how he's doing in his career. Mr. Weinstein. Weinstein. But anyhow. Well, that's about it, I well, think, for look the, at the show. Time. Yes, look time for us. Time. Yeah, t- it's time for us to go. Right. Thanks very much for being with us. Uh, we'll be back next week with another show. Yep. I'll put our thinking caps on and we'll work out what we're going to talk about yep. then. See what happens. But I think there's a couple of birthdays coming up as well. Oh, we've Gay got birthdays. plenty to talk about in our community. <laughs> <laughs> we certainly have. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Cheerio. See you next week. Bye, Bye. for now. Bye-bye. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.